Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podside, everyone. This is Carlo, and today we are joined by none other than my intrepid co-host, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey there, Carlo. And back again. Back in the saddle again, even, perhaps. Pete, howdy. Bonjour. Howdy. (laughs) Returning champion. <laughs> Bonjour. You got you to have that like hard uh, that that Bruce Pitt Southern accent in uh, <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> well, I I've been watching. I I'm one of those people that if I'm talking to someone, I start to mimic their speech tics. And I've been listening to this uh, old gods of Appalachia podcast. So I'll be talking to my dogs and I'll be like, "Come on now!" And I'm like, "Where the hell did that come from?" Go, come on back to the holler. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, you get. Pete, Pete, I, I honestly, I, I had a, a moment where I was like imagining you like just at a at a, at a uh, perhaps even on a date or at a party with people that are important, and you slowly your your voice starts mimicking them, and they're like, "You asshole, are you? Yeah, are you making fun of me, motherfucker." Of me? <laughs> that, that is, in fact, a thing I need to watch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, this, of course, uh, dear listeners out there in podcast land is a beer run. So Mm. here we go, gents. Sound off. I already had the cap off, so I did the thumb thing. Okay, I gotcha. Are you you doing bottles? Yep. What what do you you have there, Pete? Well, let me start by saying it's 105 degrees out, so I can justify this. (sighs) I am Um, so sorry. (laughs) Corona with lime. Nice. All right. That's pretty key. Sometimes you just need, yeah, you just need something, you know, everyone everyone else is drinking. I'm pretending I'm on a beach. (laughs) How about you all? What, yeah, how about y'all? What you drinking? <laughs> Appalachian Pete's coming back out. <laughs> uh, ye doggy. Ye old prospector Pete. Uh, I now am you drinking. Get, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm actually having something I haven't had in a while, which is an oatmeal stout called uh, Opposing Bookends by Neshaminy uh, Creek Brewing Company here in Pennsylvania, Croydon, Pennsylvania. Um, nice. Yes, it's really good. Um, and I, I just realized I've been, you know, been uh, in the world of the IPAs too long. So it's it's nice to have a good change of pace here. <laughs> the world of the IPAs. <laughs> so IPAs I, are so dominant right now. You know, uh, yeah. I, I, I remember back in the day when Wilford Brimley would uh, advertise oatmeal stouts. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to like. Did he do an ad for oatmeal? Why would anyone do an ad for oatmeal? 
He uh, he was yes he did yeah Pete you don't remember this I remember diabetes <laughs> pre diabetes wait do you remember your own diabetes or his <laughs> <laughs> the way the way you you phrase that he obviously didn't eat enough oatmeal well he well he was uh, talking about like the studies have shown that you know yeah so eat your eat your oatmeal Quakers. That's the stuff, you know, or whatever the fuck his his tagline was. Exactly. <laughs> they really should have combined it with like uh, a thing cameo. Yeah, <laughs> or a cocoon, you know. Oh sure, Ab- cocoon would be a good pitch. I mean, you know, you eat your oatmeal in the cocoon and you never die. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what do you got there, uh, Carlo? I uh, actually, so this is uh, a. Hold on, let me see what the it is called. Four Quarters Brewing, LLC. Mm. Uh, Honey Pilsner. Ooh. Yes. So I'm going to take That sounds a, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And this is, uh, we bought, the, I bought this, I should say, at, uh, on, on the way back from Maine, there's mm-hmm. a little co-op uh, market that we, we, we've taken to stopping at because it's just, it's on the way. It's a nice point to stop at. It's got a little like community garden across the way. I may have even mentioned this in a previous episode sometime, or maybe I just mentioned it enough times that anyway, the point is that it's a nice place to stop. Biz can get out. We can stretch our legs. She can. And it turns out that they have a very small selection, but a selection nonetheless of local beers uh, from Maine, Vermont and, and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one was one of the ones I picked. So let me, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to take a little sip here. And it's disgusting. Jesus Christ. No, no, it's not. It's, it's pretty good. Oh, we've all done it. <laughs> Just like, the enthusiasm yeah. over the new bottle and you start sipping and it's like, is, is that pee? What's happening I mean, here? I mean, yeah, it, it, would, it would be very funny to catch like a spit take on, on air, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, why did I buy this? That, that reminds me, I, I had a honey Belgian ale recently that was quite good. Uh, actually, when when I I, I, I had a meetup with uh, unfortunately could not be here tonight. Kurt, um, we went to a, a brewing place and and uh, I got a, I got one and that was really good. Honey, honey Belgian. So I think honey is probably a good good mixture for beer. Yeah, well, it sounds it sounds like a good idea. I think <laughs> maybe that's that's the only thing that we can trust from the perfidious Belgians. <laughs> They live too close to the Dutch after all, so yeah, they right. did bring us French fries. That's true. They what now? They did bring us French fries. Did they know? Yep. Uh excuse me, sir. Um I don't know if you got the memo back in you know the early two thousands. Oh god. Those were American made. <laughs> made in the fucking USA, buddy. <laughs> We've certainly made more of them than anyone else. <laughs> yes. Mid on the lips, something, something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, we're 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 sort of just doing a little beer run, and uh, so, yeah. So so let's let's just ask around. Uh, so Pete, <laughs> yes. tell us tell us something new and exciting uh, that you actually like that you've been <laughs> doing lately. Okay, yeah, because there's a number of things that I don't like that have happened. But <laughs> yes, um, I have a new podcast that I am 
almost optimistic is going to start uh, being published next month. Um, it is um, right now the working title is the Persian version, <laughs> and I'm the only one who likes that title, so don't get too attached to it. But, uh, per- wait, wait, what is it called? The Perversion? Okay, cool. Hey, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, ooh, maybe we can move them closer together. I'll think on that. But okay, so the idea behind the Persian version is that the ancient Persians had a tradition whenever they made a really important decision, like a marriage or a or a. Um, uh, a, a peace treaty or purchasing property where they would never settle with just a sober discussion. They would have to have a drunk discussion about the same topic afterwards. <laughs> and so every every topic is going to have two separate episodes. One where like we've watched Old Boy and, you know, we talked about its origins and how it fits into the canon and, you know, its its relationships to Electra and all of that stuff. And then we have like this drunk ass Remember when they did the thing with the knife and holy shit, you know, like that's <laughs> and I, I'm I pretty see. excited about it. So so yours is a bit more broad. So instead of just drunk history, you could have drunk law, drunk arithmetic, I don't know. Yeah, whatever you want, really. Absolutely. Like- and and if 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 you only like one version or the other, think of all the time you save. <laughs> there you, go. you just you just sort of like uh, include metadata for like the specific uh, the specific uh, discipline that you're touching up touching upon that day. You know, this is the drunk version of art. <laughs> <laughs> what would be funny is if we committed to like too many episodes. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I've got to get drunk again. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, in 10 years time, yes. uh, w- whenever someone just develops like cirrhosis of the liver or some other yes. horrible disease, well, it, the podcast ends. Yeah. Well, it's yes. funny you guys mentioned that because I want to introduce my new podcast, The Intervention Convention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, there are many ways in which this can go wrong. <laughs> but no, yeah. Pete, I, I, seriously, though, it, it sounds that's like a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I, everybody who doesn't have to do it thinks it's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess that there is always going to be like, you know, like an audience for NASCAR because I don't, I'm not going to be driving any stupid car, no matter how good it is at 200 miles an hour, eight <laughs> hours. No, thank you. Exactly. But yeah, it's watchable, uh, especially, well, we all know. I don't need to say it. Well, and and there's always the, the, you know, people are always playing craps and seeing like, come on, (laughs) accident. (laughs) Oh, um, I also found out what happens to a pink hairdryer when you heat it up above 650 degrees. Okay. Uh, it happened. Well, I, I'm going to guess that most every, it, you know, what happens to it is what most everything else happens, right? Uh, yes. What happens <laughs> to most everything else, I should say, which is that it either melts or just disintegrates. Yeah. I mean, what kept it from being a true electrical fire was that the cord melted, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, were you, were you like drying your hair on the surface of the sun? What, what's yeah, happening yep. here, Pete? Um, well, um, I have I have launched into an exciting new hobby that I am wildly unqualified to do, which is blacksmithing. And one of the easiest ways to build a forge is to take some coal or some charcoal and put it in a tranche between two piles of bricks. And then you have a hairdryer with a metal tube 
that blows air onto it that keeps it up to the hot enough temperature. But my tube was too short, and so I I went to take a phone call, and I came back, and there was an electrical fire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> womp womp. Yep. Well, yep. you know, Pete. Um, I'm going to guess that that was uh, take one. Uh, there's a take two, right? I'm guessing. Yes. Yes. Um, today arrived my my new forge, which I am not assembling myself. Lesson learned. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, it's a uh, it's 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 like a bowl for charcoal, and then um, it's like a hair dryer, but it's got a crank on it. So I'm like, oh. I'm I'm crank it off into the forge. You know. <laughs> oh, it's got a crank on it, like Dale Gribble. Yes. R.I.P. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was a timely reference. There you go. <laughs> I try. I try. I do try to stay current with whatever the kids are in, in, interested in these days. Pete. <laughs> and wow. and unfortunately, it's almost always death. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. So, Pete, what, what do you plan on forging? Oh. Well, um, uh, first, let me mention that the whole point of this is that I hate lifting weights with my whole soul. And the <laughs> idea of, like, hitting metal with a hammer repeatedly just sounded like a better strength training vibe for me. So um, in the short term, I've been walking up and down the railroad tracks and gathering up railroad spikes that were not attached to the tracks. Let me make that perfectly clear. And I'm, I'm going to be making knives. To, to any federal uh, – uh, any federal entities out there listening? Yeah, if a train derails, it was definitely not me. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was the fault of the damn corporation that that owns the the rail, not it's, Pete. Nobody exactly. tell the railroad bulls. Um, so Pinkerton's so, on my ass. Yeah, Pete. Pete I, I'm 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 just going to point out. I, I'm just detecting a small logical problem with your your whole idea here. Is uh, you don't like lifting weights. You have to be lifting a hammer several times, at least more than once. Yeah. I mean, my, my theory, I, what I don't like about lifting weights is that you, it's, it's, it's literally work. Like nobody mm. can deny that is work, but it is work that doesn't accomplish anything. Like, okay, you look oh, better. Oh, it, it's not. It's not. It's central. It's not ne- necessary for the plot. I see, Pete. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Like at least at the end of the day, here I'll get a little more bu- buff and have a pile of knives. <laughs> there we go. Or 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 a, a pile of twisted metal somewhere. <laughs> yes, yes. A, a pile of busted, melted hair dryers. <laughs> I, I tried for horseshoes and I couldn't even do that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm signed up for classes too, so eventually this is going to get less scary and dangerous. But you know, in the short term, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just had a, I just had a, a an image of like a class, and it's just like, like, like an exercise class, but it's like twenty people with their forges all, <laughs> all swing together now, <laughs> and one more, and two more. Anyway, uh, Pete, just uh, just be careful because I, I hear that if you dig too greedily and too deep, uh, things bad things may happen mm, yes is this like a pair and a bio reference like what's going on <laughs> oh it, it just stay away from places called moria kansas for instance oh <laughs> yes okay i won't make any rings <laughs> or mithril yes mithril. yes yes uh, so like we we've we've certainly we've spent a few minutes on how crazy i am how crazy are you guys <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chris, you would go first, or sh- shall I? Uh, you could go ahead, Carlo. I have 
not been doing much of anything. I've been just sort of, I, I watched uh, a couple of things. Uh, I've been reading, of course. Uh, writing has taken, um, it's still there, but I haven't really been doing much in that area. But let me talk about what I've watched recently. Yeah. Uh, so I watched uh, Storm of the Century. Ooh. The, That's the, King, the, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, the King uh, miniseries. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that was what, uh, like 2009? No, no. Or it was, or maybe, maybe that's too, it was like maybe even early 2000s. Let me see. Yes, I, I would say early 2000s. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let me, I remember let me... watching that when it was airing. I was, that was like right in the, oh, my wow. core. Okay. It's actually 1999. Yeah, that so sounds, guess, that sounds more, more. Correct. So pre 9 11, like that's yes. the line we draw. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah, it's one of the few things that King has written specifically for the screen. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, he, he called it a uh, a TV novelization or something like that. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's funny because it, it it does really feel like a a novel mm -hmm. that has been sort of like adapted to screen, but it was never like there was never a novel to begin with. You know? Right. 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 What's that guy? Com Fiore. Com Fiore. Com Fiore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he, he was he was pretty good. I yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, if anything, the 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 series really teaches you one big thing, and that is that the scariest thing that can happen to you in America is that a Canadian man visits your town. <laughs> I I do fear Gooch. I see this. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, like. Oh, it's it's like a it's like doppelgangers. <laughs> You're just off put by it. oh no. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, just recently, um, I've been sort of casually uh, revisiting, like casually in the background, sort of like putting on Rome. Oh yeah, that was a great show. It's so good. Is this your first time? No, no, I'd seen. Oh. I I think I hadn't. I hadn't watched the second season, which mm. gets a little bit more um, because I, I think the appeal of the first season is like, this is, you know, like this is the rise and fall of Julius Caesar. Exactly, uh, you know, like yeah. in, in you're in the backdrop of the fall and rise of Julius Caesar, you know, and, and it's sort of really interesting to watch that and how it's sort of the dramatic arc, you know, builds and builds. And then suddenly it, it happens. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's his name? Um, Shit, I always forget his name. It's Kieran. Yeah, Kieran uh, Kieran Hines, I think. Something like is that. It, is that? Yeah, it, it, that's exactly who it is. Who who you know? It, it's really interesting to watch because it, it shows you like this was the um, HBO, I believe HBO BBC collaboration. Correct. Yeah. And it's it's clear once you see you know, like there's Kieran Hines and and you know like. A bunch of the people I forget. There's there's so many of them that that are, you know, background, secondary, tertiary characters in Game of Thrones. That you're like, oh, this is where they set up the network. <laughs> yes, like yeah. th that's where they set out the feelers and the network to to be able to sort of like use those actors again. Yes, exactly. That the, the British television patronage network. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's was I supposed to talk about stuff I watched? I feel like I've failed. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, it can be whatever. I, I just have not been like forging anything. So sorry. <laughs> did didn't you go to like Maine or something? I did go to Maine. Yes, yes. I, I I've been. I mean, I went twice this year, which seems indulgent, but 
uh, I can do it now. So (laughs) (laughs) I had two weeks. (laughs) My, my visits to Maine, which happen about every other year, like I enjoy them because I always like beaches and stuff, but mostly I remember going to the local lobster pound and eating like 80 lobster rolls in a week. (laughs) Yeesh. You're going to get the lobster shits. <laughs> yes. But the, like, I mean, I live in Kansas, man. There's no good fish. People are I, like, well, there's catfish. You. And I have a response to that. Fuck you. Catfish <laughs> isn't a fish. It's floating garbage. Uh, I mean, it is a fish, but yeah, it eats. I mean, if you eat carp and, and any other type of uh, bottom feeder of that sort, well, you know, it's. Yeah. It's fine. But yeah, <laughs> it's, I, I, it's an I anagram for crap for a reason. uh yeah i mean i i get your point but also like i i've had like maybe one lobster like a whole lobster when we did like a a get together and man the next couple of days were very strange (laughs) the the like the output part of it let's put it that way okay okay well, I mean, honestly, if if I'm on vacation, I'm drinking enough beer anyway that there's no way to tell. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> I see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, when we go to Maine, it's it's mainly it, it's mainly haha. When we go to Maine, um, which is my joke, uh, hey, we're going to Maine, Maine. <laughs> uh, we end up going like basically like central, like west central Maine. So it's like not anywhere near the beaches. Um, but you know, it's, it's Maine. It's like, it, it's wild to me just how like different, uh, like even just something as silly as air quality is. It's just like, I mean, not silly, but like, it sounds silly, but you can like pull, you know, roll down your window the minute you cross into Maine and you're like, yeah, I can sort of smell it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like clean air, except if there's a, a paper mill nearby and they're working that day. So, you know, there are there are cons to this. So, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I, I wish I had more to say about Maine. It's like this time around, it was very um, uh, it wasn't warm enough. Like the first first time we went up, uh, it rained a lot, but I. I also like read a bunch and wrote and, and, you know, just enjoyed myself. And the second time also, it wasn't that it wasn't, that it wasn't um, sunny. There was, there was plenty of sun. It's just that the rains had made the, the pond that we visit fill up. And then that just changed the temperature of the water completely. It's like, Mm -hmm. you're like, I could do this. Then you get to like, past your ankles is like i can't do this (laughs) have you um i don't want to make you go through old territory again and again but have you talked enough about your writing successes on this show because i think (laughs) it's warranted to bring it up well you know it it, it's one of these things pete so um i did i you know like the the story that came out in strange horizons came out at the end of like the last day of july so Mm -hmm. you know um and it's been a while since then. It's been almost a month by now. Three Not weeks, that, almost to the nose. Yep. Uh, and and it's one of these things where, like, Strange Horizons apparently produces an issue every week. Um, and so, like, 
already it, it fell off the front page. And then at that point, I'm like, sort of like, I don't know. I felt sort of like, I felt like, like when, when you're like, uh, your hypothetical kid grows up, you know, it's like, I, I wouldn't know exactly, except that it's like, well, you know, it's out there in the world. I hope it does well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but overall, like I, I was a little nervous. I was prepared for weird unhinged takes on like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, just the 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 theme of it and the the sort of the material that I was sort of delving into uh, is probably you know could be uncharitably viewed as not my lane. But mm-hmm. I mean, okay, I mm-hmm. guess <laughs> uh, you know I I think I did a good job in in trying to be as as careful and you know, taking care as well uh, in, in how I wrote things so that I could avoid that. And it seems so far knocking on wood right now that that's continued to be the case. Good. So just remind the listeners what the name of your story is. Oh, it's uh, up in the hills. She dreams of her daughter deep in the ground. There we go. Check it out, folks. It's excellent. Thanks. Yeah, Chris, uh, you you actually read like an earlier draft. It, it, I say an earlier draft as if the the version <laughs> that's up and published wasn't more or less exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes it sound like oh, there was a lot of changes, man. <laughs> it, it's it, it's odd, um, you know, Pete. Now that you 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 mention it, it, it is odd that that was a story that sort of slowly. You know, I'm not particularly a fast writer, but it, you know, when something comes up and I can sort of like get a really strong image and sort of pair it with, with something important that I want to talk about, um, the, the, the words just keep on coming slow though, though they may be, but they Hmm. they keep on coming. That's very cool, man. Well, you know, uh, I, I have written a few stories that have, you know, like shorter stories that just like come out one day. Yeah. So that, like, like the, the, I don't know if you read that one, Pete, the, the one about the, the writer that with the joke about the elephants. No, I have not. You what? You haven't read that one? No. Uh, it's sadly, uh, nature has now sort of paywalled uh, all of the fiction uh, parts of their magazine as well as the rest of the magazine, I think. Uh, so, you know, it's sort of a, a pain, but, uh, for, for sharing anyway, but I, I could probably send it your way. It's not a, not a big deal. It's a, I would you know, pay to get access to a story. <laughs> I mean, it's no big deal. Well, it, it's also one of these things that it's reminding me that that one's, you know, that one and several of the other ones that I have around in different places, you know, they're, they're past their, um, exclusivity period. So I can just put them up on my website too. It's just a pain in the ass to format them. <laughs> right. It's not simply cut, cutting and pasting. You could do that, but it's just like wall of text. <laughs> no one wants to read wall of text, man. Yes. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, so that, that's been fun. And uh, of course the, the recent, the recent mini issue uh, in blood knife where uh, I wrote about, uh, you know, like depictions of drudgery and just sort of like, um, absurd working non military, you know, non standard military or Hollywood military stuff mm-hmm. showing, uh, you know, like 
you know, like how many times you need to mop or you Mm -hmm. need to do this or that. It's just a pain in the ass. And it makes no sense. I mean, it it makes no sense in the same sense that I I don't know if either one of you had like that adolescent phase where your parents were like, why don't you make your bed? It's like, I'm going to sleep here tomorrow night. Tonight, (laughs) it's going to get messed up again. Why do I bother? (laughs) That that implies that I've adjusted that theory in any way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, by the time you're an adult, um, you know, it doesn't really matter. You live with yourself, right? Yeah. So I have, this is an overshare, but fuck it. It's a beer run um do we beep profanity no fuck yeah okay so um i i have a set of sheets in a drawer right next to my bed that i call the girlfriend sheets and so like i have the regular bed thing going on and those bastards are always pristine you know so ready to go not that they get a lot of use let's be clear Yeah, you didn't need to say that last part. You're reminding yeah. me of that uh, that Futurama thing. It's like Fry. I haven't. How many times have we told you you could stop it? You can stop your stories one you know one sentence early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, thank you for your transparency, though, Pete. Uh, that, that's <laughs> yeah. important. I, I'm an open book. Sadly, ah. it's the Nepronaut Necronomicon, but you know. <laughs> oh no <laughs> um so yeah uh and what else i mean rome uh i i you know we we just finished piranesi um also uh already started with jonathan strange and mr norell because why not you know do it, it it's one of these things where it's it, it is totally like i it is work, but also, can you really, really call it work if you're enjoying reading something? That's true. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I haven't started it yet, but I am looking forward to it. Um, also, uh, I think we, we had talked about this um, before we recorded, Chris, but uh, picked up uh, the Edogawa Rampo uh, story collection and finished The Human Chair. Which uh, I had not realized um, th- this. So this is a somewhat uh, notorious Junji Ito uh, strip. Uh, I did not know that he had adapted it. Uh, oh. Is the thing. Yeah. And so when when I read the when I was like, oh wait, what? That's he he adapted it from a story. So I read the story, and the story's possibly slightly more fucked up <laughs> than, the, than the comic. And you're like. Wow, that's hats off to you, uh, yeah. Mr. Rempo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Chris, what what you been up to, man? So, um, getting life wise, just getting my girls ready for another year of school. Uh, my wife's a teacher, and my daughter is starting second grade, so we're we're doing that. And <laughs> I thought you were going to say, hey, my daughter is too. <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 now have child uh, <laughs> child employment in our state. And like, oh damn! Okay, yeah. Uh, Passing so- praxis at the age of eight is quite an achievement. <laughs> um. Oh, so so uh, my daughter is this summer has start decided she wants to go on roller coasters. So we've been doing roller coasters this summer, which is awesome. Um, so it's good to have a buddy uh, doing those. Uh, we did the the we went to Knobles this this weekend and did some some coasters there. Um, Do you like coasters? I love coasters. Nice. I, I, I've 
I'm not so good on like spinny stuff that just spins, but like coasters are the best. I love coasters. Um, and uh, it it, ha- it helps that we have like one of the best um, wooden coasters in the States, um, you know, basically in our backyard. So that rules, which Did I also you? worked at one time. So I operated huh. at one time. Yeah. Oh, so you were, you were like you were like a shifty carny at one point. Right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Nice. Yes. One time makes it sound like you were in training and something horrible happened. <laughs> <laughs> he lost no. an eye, Pete. Didn't you just, know? <laughs> yeah. <it's true>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as far as like media stuff, uh, I did last night. I watched the direct-to-video Babylon Five uh, sequel movie. Um, this is the animated one, right? This is the animated one. Yes, it's computer animated, um, written by J. Michael Straczynski. So it's still from the same guy who wrote all of Babylon Five. It, you know, it was okay. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it, it was neat to be back in that world and hearing some, from some of the the cast members, or at least the ones who are still alive, um, hearing their voices and things like that. And uh, but there was, it, it's. Gents, it's another multiverse story. And just like, I am totally done with that. So I'm assuming he wrote this like way before the glut of those came around. But um, it it just it's not I don't know that that was a little disappointing. But so, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. (laughs) Um, It was it was the first Star Wars Babylon 5 crossover. Oh, no. Oh my! And and and, you, and you're just like you suddenly became like the strip where uh, Jar Jar Binks' dad is holding a gun to his head. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> um, oh, so uh, the other thing is, uh, we I I did uh, go with my daughter to see the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Mutant Mayhem, uh, and it was surprisingly good. Like I I was you know I I wasn't holding out much hope for. Um, you know, enjoying it, but it, it was good. It's, it's, um, similar, but not the same kind of animation style of like, I, uh, you know, spider verse or, or, um, Puss in Boots, the last wish where, but this one is a little bit more, way more stylized, um, than either of those, uh, like the character design wise. And, um, it's like real sketchy. Like everything kind of looks like it's like still, you can still see all the sketch marks and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm a really, like the fact that um, these big studios are allowing uh, more interesting art style too. Not everything is just like Pixar, DreamWorks, you know, stuff like right. that. Um, but it, the story was good. Like the, the the I think the key was casting actual teenagers as the teenage mutant ninja turtles. So uh, they just had really good, great chemistry, and, and they were very funny. Um, and yeah, it, it was and it was fun to see like uh, Ray Fillet on the big screen, <laughs> like uh, or or Leatherhead, some of these like crazy mutants that were all in the cartoons. Um, so that was pretty good. Uh, I, I, my daughter really liked that a lot. Um, as for the the main thing I wanted to talk about was I don't know are you either of you guys familiar with the art uh, comic book uh, comic artist uh, Michael Kupperman? I recognize the name. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what he's no bells for me. Okay, well he's most famous for Tales Designed to Thrizzle. Uh, and like the the comic strip in there, um, Snake and Bacon, which did get like a, a really, I think just a single like pilot episode on Adult Swim. Um, but he's kind of like a very like, um, I don't, almost like Dada-esque kind of humor, like where it's very, um, 
like referential, but also like kind of just like nonsense stuff. Uh, I ended up reading um, his 2011 book, uh, Mark Twain's autobiography, 1910 to 2010. And it posits that Mark Twain did not actually die in 1910, but he actually had another century of adventures. And uh, it's, it's very extremely, extremely funny. Um, it's, it's like, uh, it's illustrated. Uh, it's not a comic book. There are some comic strips inside, but there's like, it's mostly text, um, but it's just the, the the best kind of nonsense where it's, uh, for example, uh, you know, he, he becomes friends with Albert Einstein. Uh, they end up getting like one episode as they get shrunk down. Uh, they take one of uh, Albert Einstein's super goos and they get shrunk down to the size of an ant and then get enslaved by the ants. And, uh, and just, just kind of just like random stuff. He like all throughout history, he encounters uh, Mark Twain encounters people and stuff like that. And it's filled with a uh, Mark, Michael Kupperman's like, you know, really funny art and, and really good art. And uh, it's just, it was just a total blast. And if anybody likes kind of like, um, you know, very, very funny, very kind of like, very funny nonsense. I, I would highly, highly recommend it. Stuff and nonsense. Stuff and nonsense. Yes. The best kind that there is. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, like, I like myself some nonsense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, that sounds, that sounds really interesting. You, yes. You know, um, and, and shout out to, to, you know, good old, you know, Malk over on the discord server who posted about like apparently Jeff Smith. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. Had, I, I forget what, what shit now I, now, now I mentioned it and I don't remember exactly what happened to him. He had like an accident or something like that or no, he had a cardiac arrest, right? Yeah. Car cardiac issues. Yeah. So he's, he's recuperating thankfully, but um, you know, much, you know, obviously our, our, our thoughts go out to him and, and ho hopeful, you know, wishing him the best because uh, bones a masterpiece. And, and so I, I, you know, even if Bone wasn't a masterpiece, I would wish him the well. But but yeah, be yeah. especially because it is a masterpiece, I do wish him well. So I, you've you've read Bone, right? Of course, I have indeed. Yes, yes. And and like uh, the thing that um, I think you had you were talking about the other day, uh, I think you posted it uh, maybe a week or more ago uh, about like the the Scrooge McDuck, specifically like the French versions of the of the comic mm -hmm. where he goes like on little sort of Tintin-esque adventures and stuff like that. Yes. Um, and, and you were posting that and I was like, shit, dude, this is like, yeah, this is like, I, it dug up an old memory where like, uh, should we come here? Smith Sorry. was talking about like his process, mm -hmm. like sort of integrating bone and how bone becomes like this funny, like they're like, Essentially, hey Chewie, what's up? I, I, <laughs> he definitely he just, he was, wants in on this. He, he he just heard bone over and over again. He's like, Where, "Where's the fucking bone, dude?" I don't see a bone. <laughs> There's no bone. <laughs> he's in the he's in the dog matrix. There is no bone. Uh, guys, I screwed up so bad. Oh, actually, I'll wait for you guys to finish this. But I've I've got a Chewie story that is deeply messed up. Uh oh, <laughs> you didn't feed him to feed children to him, did you? <laughs> no, 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 just just drug dealers. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> He's got some Steven Seagal ass <laughs> stories oh, over God, here. It was so bad. <laughs> so anyway, let, let me let me pivot back just a second. We'll get to your thing, Pete, because that that sounds fascinating. So yeah, like like um, like Bone is really fascinating to me because it it, it maintains a tone and he slowly shifts it so masterfully 
and it all makes sense. And by the time the the whole series comes to an end, it's like, wow, this is like one guy's thing. Mm-hmm. Like that was his project for like a decade or more, if not more, because like I think he'd been sort of like thinking about the idea for you know ages and ages, like since he was in college. Um, yeah. But yeah, check it out, uh, folks. Bone is fantastic. He also has a what is it, Tuki? Uh, fight for fire is it? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about the subtitle, but um, or the but yeah, it's Tuki, and then there's another one, uh, Razzle, which or I have Razzle. not Razzle. Yeah, I have I haven't checked that one out yet. Uh, I I I was picking up the individual um comics for a while, and then I I the thing about moving around several times is that oh, yeah. you, you just yeah <laughs> you just lose steam on a lot of the stuff that you know once you're set up. Yes. And now I live out in the, you know, like in semi-rural Maryland. And it's like easily like a 40-minute drive to a a comic book store. Uh, So, you know, it is what it is. Yes. It's it's funny that you mentioned that because I I actually am gathering all my my floppy uh, issues together because I'm going to go through and start weeding down the collection because Mm. it's just... (laughs) <laughs> too much too much <laughs> too much yes makes sense all right so pete tell us about uh chewy and uh your your sweeney todd dealings with chewy <laughs> all right well so my very good boy who does not always make good decisions uh mm. was hanging out with me and he he indicated he wanted to go outside and i let him and like I started hearing people complaining and him barking, but like that's very normal. Like he'll go up to the friends and scare the shit out of people. But it kept going on and I kept hearing people saying things like, you motherfucking dog. And I'm just like, yeah. so I look out and I realized that when I drove my car into onto my property, I didn't shut the gate. Mm. And so Chewy ran across the street to a house. And now I am making an assumption here, but there is a house that was abandoned for a while. And now people keep driving up to it. And there's three guys who sit out on like lawn chairs in front of it all the time. Mm. (laughs) And that could be anything, but there's a natural guess, right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, Chewy chased those bastards inside the house. <laughs> so I had to come out and you know, bring him in. And I'm like, bad dog, bad dog. And I get him in and I give him a treat. And I'm like, good dog. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, don't, the instincts are good, but like with just too much energy, man. Yeah. Just stay within the fence and do that. Keep Keeping the neighborhood clear. Hmm. <laughs> See that 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 was all all uh, Charles Bronson needed for his Death Wish uh, movies. He just walk his dog, Not a big dog. That's it. <laughs> that that would be like if 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 somebody could do a uh, a computer generated version of Death Wish where like Chewy was along with him, just being a dick. Like I, it would be a better film for me, frankly. <laughs> just concentrate on the dog. <laughs> <laughs> That dog's a better cop than the cop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, he's more interested in evidence, certainly. Do do, do you remember Rin Tin Tin? Yes. Like, that's kind of what you're talking about, where it's just like uh, the dog is like, you know, the cop and he's like the superhero kind of thing. But it was super popular. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, that was. Know. I mean, even Lassie gives off that vibe. Like everybody yeah. in the Lassie stories is just stupid. 
Except <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, he like like yeah, Lassie need yeah, you need to make sure that the collie is able to do something. People. <laughs> yep. Lassie's people are just like walking around, like apparently blindfolded, falling into wells. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I didn't talk about any shows at all. Can I take a moment to do so? Because I, I feel left out. Okay, so I um, – for a long time, I was like I'm going to minimize the amount of time I'm watching TV because I'm doing all this other stuff. This weekend, I was like screw that and I went nuts. So um, nice. I watched season three of The Witcher. I watched two seasons of The Good Place um, I watched uh, the only season there's ever going to be of the Resident Evil series. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I was, I was, you know, I keep on. It's one of these things that every once in a while somebody will remind me that there was a TV series of Resident Evil, and I'll just forget. Yes. And then I'm, I'm like, it's almost like I'm remind, like I'm reminded of something new. It's like, oh yeah, I did not know that. Oh, wait, I did know that. Hold on. Well, uh, let, let me give you let me give you the thirty second summary, okay? Which is, um, if you don't know anything about Resident Evil, it's a good show. But if you know anything about Resident Evil, it sucks. <laughs> well, because is Jill Valentine the the master of lock picking in this show? Because if not, I'm out. Okay, is, yeah. this, is this live action? Yeah, yeah. It it stars uh, Lance Reddick. Oh really? Huh. Yeah, it, I mean the acting's really good. Like the story's really interesting, but the fact is, whoever did this didn't really understand or even possibly watch the other Resident Evil stuff. Uh huh. It's just sort of off. Like it's its own independent thing, and I actually enjoyed that. But like nobody who likes Resident Evil did. <laughs> it's. Resident Evil, the the Resident Evil of Power <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, mean, people are honestly. watching. They're watching it and crying, going, "Where's Milojovovich?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pete, did you ever bother to try to watch any of the Rings of Power show? Oof. I did not. I didn't do Wheel of Time or Rings of Power, and they came out at around the same time. I don't remember what I was doing, but it was equally a waste of my time. That's for sure. <laughs> I yeah you know, I I watched the first uh, Wheel of Time season. Uh, they're I think that they're coming up with a second season soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's fine. It's not very good, I think. Uh, but then again, like I, I the funny thing is, it, 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 and I I think I talked to to Jeremy uh, Great House about that on the episode we did uh, the Wheel of Prime way back when. Um, and you know, I, I did not like the books. Like I, I initially liked the books. Then after books four and five, I realized, hold on, this is just like sort of like, just like somebody's like doing the stretch out the conversation sign. Mm-hmm. Robert Jordan, like just over over my head, you know, is like, my God, like, could you imagine stretching out Robert Jordan? Jesus. <laughs> It is. It is. It was infuriating, Pete, and I. I quit. I stopped reading the series as a result. So, in part, 
I was just sort of like just frustrated and disgusted with the fact that it was just like, man, when are they getting to the action? Come on, man. <laughs> like I, I was here for the for the apocalypse. And then later on, I think somebody told me, oh, yeah, yeah, the, no, in the later uh, one of the later books, uh, Randall Thor actually uh, uses uses the magic to to clear the taint from uh, clear the taint. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the from the one source, you know, which is the the, the magic, and by then I was like, no, that's it feels like cheating. Fuck that. No. Well, I mean that is something that happened in like book ten or twelve or something. Yeah, I, and I, I, like I, I, I'm willing, I'm willing to let them earn it. But if they did that in the Wheel of Time show, I'm definitely angry because that's way too early. Hmm. No, they, they didn't do it in season one, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, no. I was like, why? No, no. I, I'm just I'm talking about my experience reading it. And so therefore, weirdly, the people I think it's the more or less the same dynamic that you were describing, Pete. The people that were like super duper into Wheel of Time, the books, hated the show. Me. Yeah. I actually sort of liked it. It was kind of cool because it's like, okay, yeah, they, they cut to the chase. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Does, does, it still doesn't make much of a, a much sense, but okay, I, I'm willing to buy into it because it's, it's moving along. Um, but anyway, uh, the, the, uh, the, the rings of power show was just Pete. I put that shit on in the background while I was working I couldn't bother myself to watch anymore. I watched like maybe two, maybe three episodes. And I was like, nah, it's not even good as a background thing. I could be watching some, some, some like YouTube ASMR, like some guy repairing boots or some shit like that and get more out of it. That's fair. That's fair. I, you know, the funny thing is of all the things I watched this weekend, the good place was the breakaway best thing. Like, I know that is normie stuff and like everybody's seen it and blah, blah, blah. But it is actually remarkably clever. Season one is excellent. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it kind of I, I, I'll say kind of like loses its its its, uh, you know, shine after that. But season well, one is just caught a, the car. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And, and that's not to say that there aren't some good episodes later on. Mm-hmm. Um, they also it does suffer from. Basically the same thing that all Mike sure uh, shows suffer from, which is he ends up like falling in love too much too falling in love with the characters and they become like too adorable too, or lovable. Yes, and it's good. like, no, yes. Like they, yes, exactly. Like they and, all like, become friends. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's all there. You know, they're, it's all one big cuddle party. And then like <laughs> any of the kind of like tension kind of falls away. Yeah. yeah I, I think that, um, I, I will say that I think that them not having a uh, a clear like them not having like carte blanche mm-hmm. where he had to like sort of like prove himself like the the scripts had to stand on their own. I forget exactly what what happened. Um, they had to take a hiatus, and anyway, the the point being that I think that. For if I were to compare this, like the good place to another sure show, like the office, for instance, where, I mean, he wasn't the head writer there, but yeah. he was involved in it mm-hmm. uh, very closely where that show just went on for way too long. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. like well, way, way too long. Yeah, I mean the same thing with uh, Parks and Rec. Like you know they yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody by the end of it, it's just like everybody's just friends, and it's just like, well, what yeah. the hell's the point? Well. <laughs> like if, and it shows an understanding of the audience, too, because after a while, it's not about the show to them. It's about their friends on the screen. Yes. It's the parasocial. parasocial. Oh, it's, it so- yep. sounds very Bradbury-esque. Yeah. The, f- the friends on your wall screens. <laughs> you, you took away my wall screen, so now I'm going to take a pill to try to commit suicide, <laughs> you, me- you big meanie. Um. Yeah, I mean, I do think that there is absolutely that. And uh, I, I will say that, like, uh, to, to your point, Chris, I think that uh, was it was it the fourth season? I forget. Was it four or five seasons that it ran? Uh, uh, the, the last season, whatever it is, uh, four or five, uh, was the one where it definitely felt very much like victory lap territory, where it's like, okay. I don't even know what show you're talking about right now. The Good Place. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure because we've talked about a few shows. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Michael Shore has made quite a few shows, but I was not mentioning Brooklyn Nine-Nine, just FYI. Fair. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, like The Good Place felt like uh, it, it. the last season was definitely victory lap territory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's fine. I mean, uh, Ted in Edson's fairness. wonderful on it, though. I will yeah, say. yeah. I, I, I do have to say that, like, I think that they got a really good cast. Uh, and um, like Kristen Bell's great in it. Uh, what's his name? Um, his last name is Jack. The 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 guy who does uh, Chidi. Yes. Uh, yeah. Is great. He's, He's lovely. Uh, yeah, How William William Jackson Harp uh, Harper. Is That's what right. I yeah. Say. Yes. There we go. Yeah, he was. I, Thank I, you. Chew. I thought he was gonna because he, he was in um, what Midsummer, right? And I thought he was gonna start really like breaking out but he kind of hasn't and i'm a little i'm, I'm sad about that because I, yeah, I think he's, yeah. he's great you he's know great. who my favorite character was and it's ridiculous because it's just a it's a literal bit part and that's janet oh yeah she's oh, she's yeah. wonderful yeah well janet and uh what, what's his uh oh what's what's the name of the guy uh the other the, the weird guy yeah oh um, her, her her boyfriend that she made yeah um shit uh, not not in the show. Uh, oh, the Jason Manzukis. There we go. Yes, the actor. Yeah, he. Yeah, he's he's very funny. He's yeah. He's just like really good at just like embodying chaos. I've mm-hmm. almost got it, Derek. There, got it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> who who has wind chimes for a dick? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a good thing to remember. Yes. Ha- I mean, have you guys kept up with uh, Strange New Worlds? I, I haven't seen the most recent season. I haven't. Me neither. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> maybe well, maybe when well, you guys we, do, we can do an episode because yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that we should probably do that. But yeah. it, it sounds it sounds from the very little that I've heard around, it sounds like it's going to be like a bit. There's going to be a bit of haterade ha- flowing on that one. Huh? It, it's just very uneven. I I feel like they kind interesting. Of, they didn't really like. They kind of knew what they was working in the first season, but then they also kind of backtracked and like, I, I don't know. There, there'll be lots to talk about once you guys finally catch up. I think it's a tough balance to strike. So I'm going to come in with some sympathy. No, a- absolutely. Like, and you know, in, in modern TV, like it's not going to be the, the thing that we 
everybody wants it to be just like you know hop, planet hopping like adventure like uh you yep. know T- tos style and it's just it just can't be and it just like there's just like no way that modern tv you, economics would let them do that you can only go to so many planet of the tits with one monsters before people figure it out I mean, yes that's... exactly yes but um it, yeah so there but there there were some like really interesting and really high highs and that uh but there was some just mostly there were some like pretty bland and and some low low so uh i'll look forward to talking to that with with you guys excellent yeah excellent yeah absolutely all right um so yeah i think uh i'm i'm just at the bottom of my beer yep nice I mean, we could sing for them for a while if you want. Like, we'll eat again. Don't no. know where. Okay. <laughs> we, we don't want to become, uh, you know, violate their human rights or anything. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I agree, Chris. I, I, I am pro-human, preserving human rights. I, I do not want to. I don't. I do not want to pivot. Um, you know, to you know, war crimes picnic. <laughs> yep. Okay, so my pitch is that the 100th beer run episode, which obviously we're far away from, should be a karaoke episode. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we, we have to sing everything that we say. So. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that, that, that's great for a scripted TV show. <laughs> but, but, and also for uh, episodes of TV. Chris, I, oh, yeah. I know I, I, I'm already uh, I'm giving you this surreptitious wink, but I, I don't think you can see it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't I, winking doesn't kind of work in audio format. So. Oh, damn. OK. <laughs> Unfortunate. All right. Well, anyway, I, I think that we have beard out, uh, I, I believe. Pete, mm-hmm. you can you can beer away on your you know yeah. in, in the comfort of your own home if you want. I knew where you're going. It's like Pete, if you want to be a drunken dipshit on your lonesome, you go nuts. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I know that you have another beer there. <laughs> Don't drink and forge. That's all I ask. Oh, I did, no worries, man. Those are separate activities. All right, <laughs> Pete. My uh, my Doran's beard. <laughs> um. Also. Pitch black outside, not forging. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All right. Always All right, a pleasure well, to have you back, Pete. Oh, yeah, same, pleasure to same. be here. Love All you guys. Right. It's good to hang out. Well, too, by, by the time by the time we actually uh, have Pete back on, he'll be like uh, like like the 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 blacksmith uh, character in Dark Souls, just like super jacked. <laughs> <laughs> that is the plan, man. All right. Oh, and I, I mean, think of my Tinder profile. It's like now I'm like, oh, I'm a teacher, and now that I'm going to be blacksmith. <laughs> there you go. You got to you got to pose with like the hammer at the very oh, least, yeah. the hammer. Carefully place streaks of black on my cheek. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Pose. You know what? It'd be cool. You just like cross your arms. One in one hand is a hammer. The other hand is a sickle, baby. <laughs> Sending that message. Or, or, or on the other hand, you could just be like the time grappler from Andor, <laughs> just like wailing away on like some fuselage. All right. Well, anyway, uh, Pete, forge away. You know, go, go, go nuts. Uh, Chris, thanks again. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that everyone out there, thank you for listening to us prattle on about what we've been doing and drinking beer. We'll catch you next time here on Podside.